Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by Fantasy Football Scouts. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General, hitting the record button as always, just as the last few presses are finishing up on Friday afternoon. Friday deadline this week, 6.30pm UK time today, 90 minutes before Chelsea versus Luton kicks off. Is tonight the night Nicholas Jackson gets off the mark in the Premier League? 360,000 managers have transferred him in already this week. On today's episode, I'll round up the pressers, answer listener questions, discuss the captaincy and talk you through my transfer dilemmas for the weekend. No transfers made yet and my head is still all over the place with just a few hours to go. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow wherever you're listening and leave a review as well if you get a chance. The team news for Game Week 3 in alphabetical order as always. First up is Arsenal. Gabriel Jesus is back in action. Arteta said, I was really happy. It was a big blow after the pre-season. He had to have surgery. He's looking good. He's ready to go. I think Arteta was asked if he'll start. And Arteta said, we will see. No updates from Aston Villa yet at the time of recording. Nothing of note at Bournemouth. Also nothing from Brentford yet. I'll update those teams before the end of the podcast if I see it. At Brighton, big blow for them. Julio Inciso is out long term. We're talking about months here, not weeks. Is that good news for Joe Pedro? We will wait and see. But Deserby did say Ferguson will start tomorrow. So what does that mean? Does Ferguson come in for Welbeck? Does Welbeck and Ferguson start together? Is Pedro on the bench? I think that will play a big part in my transfer decisions. At the start of the week, I was thinking about selling Pedro. Then when I seen it in CISO news, I thought I'll keep Pedro. Now that I know Ferguson starts, I might bite the bullet and sell Pedro. Bit of a headache every week, so maybe I just bite the bullet and get it sorted. No updates from Burnley just yet. At Chelsea, Mudrick is out for a few days. Broja is close and is training, but Pochettino urged caution on his comeback after a long injury. Chukwameka is out after picking up a medium-term knee injury. Caicedo is ready to start, but Lavia needs a few weeks. Mbadia Shile was pictured back in training this week. Of course, Chelsea are the Friday night kickoff tonight, so if you are thinking about buying a Chelsea player, it might be worth waiting until close to the deadline just in case you get a team leak. Nothing of note either at Crystal Palace. At Everton, Calvert-Lewin has been ruled out with that facial injury. Awobi's out for a few weeks and Jack Harrison is not yet training with the squads. At Fulham, Tim Ream is suspended. Willian is a doubt. 
but Palinha has been training all week, so I would expect to see him in the starting eleven in game week three. At Liverpool, Alexander-Arnold is fit, so no issues there. Konate is a doubt, and Jones and Thiago remain out, but could be back for game week four. At Luton, new signings Krull and Barkley are available. Defender Burke is also available. At Manchester City... Imeric Laporte has gone to Saudi Arabia, so one less option in defence for Pep to rotate with. Guardiola himself is ruled out until after the international break following back surgery. So Pep is red flagged, he won't be on the touchline for the next two games, but I'm sure he'll still find a way to frustrate FPL managers. Bernardo Silva has trained as normal, and new signing Doku is also available. At Manchester United, big blow, Luke Shaw, who's in my team. He's been ruled out for an extended period, so looks like we need to sell him if we have him, or at least bench him this week and get rid of him in game week four. Mason Mount is also out injured. New striker Hoyland trains, but it looks like he won't be involved. There was a few conflicting reports after the pressers. A few journalists said he won't be involved and then i seen a couple of tweets saying he could be involved but my understanding is that Hoyland will not be involved for game week three at Newcastle Joe Linton has returned to training but Joe Willock remains out Nottingham Forest Ola Aina is back in training no updates from Sheffield United at Tottenham big news today Postacoglu on James Madison a lot of people sold James Madison earlier this week which I thought was logical if you wanted to protect some team value I didn't think he was going to be available but uh, Postacoglu said Madison trained today unrestricted we'll see how he holds up but at the moment he will be available so uh, squeaky bum time for Madison Sellers he could turn up and punish at the weekend but good news that he's not injured a lot of us will probably be thinking about buying him in game week 4 at West Ham new sign in Mavropanis is not available and finally at Wolves no updates at the time of recording Before I start answering the listener questions, a quick plug for my Patreon. FPL content creation is my full-time job. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support it and me, you can check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general, where you'll get ITS podcasts, Thursday night live streams, Q&As, team reveals and more. Any questions you have about becoming a Patreon subscriber, my DMs are open on Twitter. Question time now. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. First one's from FPL Brooklyn. Actually, two questions here from FPL Brooklyn. Is Gabriel to Saliba sideways or strategic? And also, is Watkins a hold for one more week or sell him for the upside picks like Alvarez, Wissa or Jackson? So on the first question, is Gabriel to Saliba a transfer that is fine. I think it is. I think it's it's an okay transfer. But I feel those of us who missed the Saliba train, the fixtures do get a little bit trickier for Arsenal after this Fulham one. So maybe we did miss the boat there. And with Saliba, not a huge amount of attacking potential. Yes, you might pick up the odd few bonus points like he did in Game 2. But if you are selling Gabriel, I don't think I'd make the direct switch this week to Saliba. I'd probably look for someone else with better fixtures and with a bit more attacking potential. Gabriel himself... Is still in my squads. He was looking like my weakest link. Then Pedro was looking like my weakest link. Luke Shaw is now my weakest link. So a lot of fires to fight in this early part of the season. So I think I'm going to sell Shaw before I sell Gabriel. I said it and gave me two. I thought Gabriel would come back into the team. He didn't. I'm going to say it again. I think Gabriel comes back into the team game week three. Better chance this week because Tommy Asu suspended. So I expect it to be Gabriel and Saliba centre-back. Zinchenko left-back. 
and Ben White to push party out of the team or push him further forwards and Ben White to play right back. So I might end up starting Gabriel this week and I'm more confident game week three than I was game week two. But I'm never 100% confident with this guy anymore. Because I've got bigger issues to fight, he might stay in my team. The second part of that question was, is Watkins a hold for one more week? To me, it feels a bit knee-jerk to sell Watkins. I've got him. He's got Burnley away. He's got assists in the first two games. He's good for minutes. I know he was substituted for Duran in the, in the last game who scored. Banged in a hat-trick against Hibs midweek in Europe, albeit weak opposition. It's good to see one of your players boosting their confidence with a hat-trick. So I'm leaning towards keeping Watkins for one more week. Would I stop anyone from moving Watkins to Jackson? No. Likewise, Alvarez and Wissa. I think it's okay. Watkins is, is a bit of a cash cow. If you're making you know more than one transfer and you need cash for elsewhere in the team, I don't mind losing Watkins rather than losing an Arsenal midfielder or a Manchester United midfielder, for example, because they've got great fixtures this week. So for me, I'm leaning towards Watkins. He feels like one of those where it's fine to keep him one more week, also fine to lose him, especially if you're doing a bit of a restructure or if you're making two or three transfers. So I'm very interested to see how Watkins versus Jackson and the others plays out this week. If I was going to sell Watkins, I do like Jackson most out of Alvarez, Wissa and Jackson. Fixtures are incredible for Chelsea. Wissa, I like him Bumo more when it comes to the Brentford attack. I don't think it's a, a terrible idea to get both players, but at the moment, I'd rather just have one and it would be in Bumo. That's why I don't like Vissa as much as Jackson. And Alvarez, similar. I prefer Foden over Alvarez if you're looking for a second Manchester City attacker. You could go all out and get all three, which is absolutely fine as well. But basically, these are all good picks. Watkins, Jackson, Wissa, Alvarez, Foden. They're all good picks this week. You've got to pick your poison, make your bed, and be content with whichever ones you have. Question from FPL Bauer. Does the Shaw injury mean I should finally get a Stupinen? Or is it chasing points given his fixtures now? So if I didn't have a Stupinen, the fixtures wouldn't put me off bringing him in. I think this guy can get points against anyone. We've seen it already. Not too many clean sheets, but still getting the attack and returns. Fixtures for Brighton long term are West Ham, Newcastle, Manchester United, Bournemouth, Villa, Liverpool, Man City. So it's not good on paper, but it's Brighton, a very good attacking team. Even if they're not keeping clean sheets, I'm quite confident that a Stupinen could be a long-term season keeper and defence at a very good price. So if you don't have him, if you have Shaw, I think it's absolutely fine to go there. If you've got cash, I would go to Chilwell first. If you've already got Chilwell, I still think a Stupinen is, is right up there among the best replacements for Luke Shaw. Question from Jared's: Who's the best Manchester City defender to replace Stones? And you could rephrase this question. Who's the best Man City defender to replace Luke Shaw? To replace Mings if you still have him? There's a few other defenders out there as well. Maybe you want to sell Gabriel. If you're looking for a City defender, this is something I'm weighing up today. I can't decide what to do with my two free transfers. I may, might end up just making one transfer, which would be Luke Shaw out. And the Manchester City defenders are very high on my possible list. So to me, Ruben Diaz at 5.5 is the safest route in. So I think if you pay 0.5 more than Guardiola for Diaz, you're hopefully buying yourself some insurance against Pep Guardiola and you can take a claim out against him if he does bench Ruben Diaz. There is a temptation to save 0.5 and go Guardiola. I do think Guardiola could still be at slight risk sometimes of rotation with players like Ake. Akanji gets a lot of minutes. He got a lot of minutes last season. He's certainly an option as well. But for me, it's a shootout between Diaz... 
and Gavardial. If I do go down that route, and I think I need to keep future transfers in mind because I might want to buy Trippier in a couple of weeks' time. So that's where there's a temptation to save 0.5 in Guardiol. But the type of manager I am, I'm probably, if I do go down this route, I'm probably going to go Diaz for the security of starts, or at least that's what it looks like at the moment. Question from FPL Allegiance. Who's the best Spurs defender? Or should we stay well clear? Yeah, Spurs are another team to look at because they've got very good fixtures. They got the clean sheet against Manchester United, although maybe a bit fortunate to get that one when you look at the expected data. I'm still not ready to trust Postacoglu's team defensively. As a Celtic fan, you know, watched a lot of them last season dominating games, but still always finding a way to concede. Doesn't help when you've got Joe Hart in goal, to be fair, who's coming towards the end of his career. Hopefully Joe is not listening to this episode. Best Spurs defender or stay clear? I think you can take a punt on left-back Udzogi. Very attacking full-back. We just don't have a huge amount of information on Postacoglu in terms of, you know, will he start him every game? Will Ben Davis play some games at left-back or someone else? That's why I would probably stay clear. Someone like a Rico Henry, to me, is a lot safer than a Tottenham fullback. Maybe not as exciting, but he does get forwards and you never need to worry about him in terms of rotation around Europe or anything like that, like some other options. Uh, the right-back position at Tottenham, Royal started the first game, Poro started the second game. Don't really like the centre-backs either. So if you are going for a Tottenham defender, I think it's got to be Udogi, but I would probably go somewhere safer from another team. Question from Dries. What to do with Bruno and Rashford? The short answer here for me is keep them for one more week. Nottingham Forest at home. Bruno's numbers are good. He takes penalties. Rashford's had a couple of decent chances, which he should have done better from. It's just a fixtures play. Buy yourself another week of information. And I'm going to keep both players. Would I, would I stop anyone from selling them this week? No. Because again, if you're making two or three moves, you might need cash. And someone like a Rashford frees up a lot of cash. For example, Rashford to Mbumo. Maybe allows you to get Jackson up front. Maybe allows you to fix a Shaw problem with a Trippier or a Diaz or something like that. So, again, there's lots of different routes you can go this week. And there's no right or wrong answer. But for me, I'm going to give them the Forest game and then reassess things. If you keep Bruno and Rashford for this one, you can decide then game before which one you lose. You could go to Foden, you could go to Madison, you could go to Odegaard. There's plenty of other options out there. Question from Dominic. Should I fix the Madison issue, fix the Gabriel issue, or use transfers to jump onto Alvarez or Jackson for Watkins? Basically, in other words, can you help me prioritise my problems? So the good thing is, since I prepared for the podcast this morning, your Madison issue seems to have cleared itself up. Keep him if you have him, is what I would be doing. Fix Gabriel issue or use a transfer on Watkins to Jackson or Alvarez. That's a tough one. Like I said, I think there's a good chance Gabriel starts this week. But if you're done with him and you don't want to worry about him, I would probably fix that before losing Watkins because I still think Watkins is a good pick this week against Burnley. So, yeah, I would probably fix the issue if you see it as an issue before make, making a luxury transfer in attack. Question from Andrew Sands. Is Ederson being overlooked? He said more touches than Onana in game week one and two. Also has a key pass and is close to the bonus. He's the most Neil City defender. Is he going under the radar? Yeah, possibly. I think I think Ederson's an absolutely fine pick. If you're if you're one of the managers who's selling Pickford this week, for example, I think Ederson should be considered. I do think it's also fine to keep Pickford for two more weeks when the fixtures are Wolves and Sheffield United. Maybe fix it after the international break if he's still disappointing you. Ederson, certainly a good pick. If you're on a wild card this week, certainly would be in my thoughts. 
Question from Bal. Stick with Richarlison or move to Mbumo? Even though the Tottenham fixtures are good, I don't like what I've seen of Richarlison so far in playing out of position for Tottenham. Mbumo's on fire. He's a no-brainer pick. Penalty, set pieces, chances from open play, good underlying numbers, good fixtures. There's a good option there in my mind and there's a an option that could be good in the future in Richarlison. So, yeah, I think Richarlison to Mbumo is a perfectly good transfer to make. Next question is from Thomas Jones. What are your thoughts of selling Matoma to Foden or wait a week given City are buying more players, for example, Doku today and potentially Nunes soon? Yeah, there's talk of Nunes from Wolves going to Manchester City, so we need to keep an eye on that one. Doku's come in, but I don't think he's a major threat to minutes early doors in the next couple of weeks to the players like Foden and Alvarez. What are my thoughts on Matoma to Foden? Matoma's been great. He's still got a good fixture, I think, against West Ham this week. So I'm usually inclined to keep the players who are performing well and maybe hold off a little bit on that transfer. I would really like to own Foden this week against Sheffield United and for the next four or five game weeks where City's fixtures are really good. I am strongly considering buying Foden this week. But it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be selling Matoma to get there. I'm looking at upgrading the Camba possibly, you know, switching back from 3-4-3 to 3-5-2. So Foden's great, but Matoma is also great. So I would probably hold on to him for another week. And if you really want Foden, maybe find a different way to get there. Question from Sebastian. Is it worth switching Pedro to Jackson despite the Inciso rumours? No longer rumours. Inciso's confirmed out long term. But we've had that spanner in the works that, Ferguson's going to start so what does that mean for Pedro there's question marks there so when there's question marks I'm quite happy to sell so Pedro to Jackson I think sounds like a great transfer especially when Jackson plays Luton at home tonight question from Harshall should I bench Pedro and play Gusto in a back four with just Haaland up top that's another option something I'm looking at as well you know if I didn't buy a city defender I could drop Shaw all the way down to Gusto and free up loads of cash for two free transfers in game week four. Obviously, I would if I was going to get Gusto, I would wait until close to deadline this evening, see if there's a team leak, just to confirm that Gusto's in it. And if he is in it, I think he's a good pick. You bring him in, you start him. And then when you know a player starting like Gusto, and you don't know if a player like Pedro's going to start, I think you've got to start the guy when you've got the information play Gusto over Pedro and leave him as your first sub. That's what I would do there. So, yeah, good luck with that one. It's not an easy decision. Uh, final question from Rich Stone. Is it way too early to wildcard? It's never too early to wildcard. It's team dependent. I was talking to a couple of people today who, talking to a guy in New Zealand, so he didn't get the the Gabriel news. Um, so he didn't switch to Saliba. He also had, didn't get the John Stones news. I think he might have had Luke Shaw. Total mess. If your team's a total mess... Game week three is not too early to wildcard. Team dependent. My team had a terrible game week two, but the fixtures look great for my players in game week three. I've got Shaw issues. I've got question marks over Pedro, but I've got two frees. So I had some thoughts about wildcarding earlier in the week, but my team is nowhere near close to it. You know, it could be a different story. I could be wildcarding game week four, game week five, if things don't improve. But yeah, it's don't listen to what anyone else says. If you're If you think your team needs a wildcard, don't be afraid to pull it early. But um, if you're listening to this podcast and there's only, let's say there's only 15 minutes to the deadline, not a good idea to press the button because you need to put a bit of time into building the wild card and make sure you remember to pick you know, long-term picks as well as short-term picks if you're building a new squad.
Moving on to Game Week 3, Captaincy and Transfers now. Captaincy, I think, is fairly straightforward. I know there's a lot of good fixtures for good teams, but when Haaland plays Sheffield United away, newly promoted team, haven't been great the first two game weeks, I'm not going to overthink this one. Yes, Haaland, it was frustrating that he blanked last week, but he did have four shots in the box, came close to scoring on quite a few occasions. Erling Haaland will be my captain this week. If you don't have him, or if you really want to do something different, there's plenty of other options out there. Sack at home to Fulham. Jackson and Chilwell, if you're sitting down to watch the Friday night fixture, or you're heading out to watch it, maybe you're tempted to go there at home to Luton. Mbumo, the man on form, is at home to Crystal Palace. I don't think that's a great fixture, because Palace are good defensively. And I'm hoping my goalkeeper, Johnston, is on form, if I don't buy Mbumo today. Bruno and Rashford, also captaincy candidates against Nottingham Forest. But like I said, I would not look past Erling Haaland if you own him. Now the hard part, the transfer section of the podcast. Usually at this stage on a Friday, I'm quite clear on what I'm going to do. I didn't expect things to be so tricky in game week three. You'll remember on Monday's episode, I went through you know four or five options. I've probably got four or five different options here now, and I'm going to really try you know knuckle down after this episode's recorded and figure out my plans. I've got two frees, and I still could make either one, two, or three moves with just a few hours to go until the deadline. What I'm looking at, here's a few options. Shaw to Gavardiol or Diaz and roll the other transfer. In that scenario, I would bench Gabriel and play Joe Pedro. Not sure how I feel about that, about after the Ferguson comments. Another option, Shaw to Gusto. If there's a team leak and Gusto's in it, roll the other transfer. Play Gusto, bench Gabriel. Option three, Shaw to Gusto, marvellous Nakamba to Mbumo. And then to fund that, either Gabriel to Henry or Pedro to Archer. Archer is the Aston Villa forward who looks to be joining Sheffield United. He's only 4.5 million. Another option, I'm quite keen to keep Watkins, but I'm going to keep an open mind for the next few hours. Watkins to Jackson, Shaw to a Manchester City defender. Two free transfers, no hits. Option five, Watkins to Archer, Nakamba to Foden. Two free transfers. But then I would have to play Gabriel, which I think is okay this week because I'm confident that he might start. And that would, you know, want I would just keep Shaw, just bench him and maybe move Shaw to Trippier, game week four, game week five. And also another route, Pedro to Jackson and keep Watkins. So I would like to have Jackson, but I want to keep Watkins. So a solution to that, Pedro to Jackson, keep Watkins. So Jackson, Watkins, Haaland up front. And to do that, it would be Shaw to Gusto. And then if Gusto's starting, I'll play him. If not, I might play Gabriel. So I'm all over the place. I wish I could tell you what I was going to do, but I'm genuinely very flustered about transfers this week. So hopefully before the deadline, it's not a panic decision. Uh, I hope this podcast has helped you with your decisions. I hope you're not as confused as me, although I'm sure some of you are, especially if you've got Shaw and you've got two free transfers and you don't have Mbumo, you don't have Foden, you don't have Jackson. There's a lot of players out there that I want this week. Best of luck for the game week and have a great weekend. I'll be back with another episode on Monday at midday to look back on the action, hopefully not to regret my transfers and to preview game week four. Thanks for taking the time to listen. If you're not interested in the Patreon stuff, you can also buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash FPL general. Talk to you Monday. Podcast Network.